episode 139 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. The fallout from the 737 MAX, I guess you could call it a debacle, production cuts, now layoffs at Wichita Spirit Aerosystems, 2,800 people will lose their jobs at least temporarily. Aerospace reporter Daniel McCoy joins me to give us details about the layoffs and their impact. First, some notes about this week's Wichita Business Journal. They don't get as much attention unless something goes wrong. Chief financial officers deserve some recognition. We honored 19 people in our CFO awards at the Hyatt Thursday. Their profiles are in this week's Wichita Business Journal. Coverage begins on page 11. This week's list, Wichita Area HVAC Companies. They're ranked by number of Wichita Area Employees, page 6. We are your weekly exclusive provider of business leads. New real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes, court judgments, all that in each weekly edition. This week it begins on page 28. I will be back to talk with Daniel McCoy after this. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you, Bill. Other than that, have you had any news to report on <laughs> That's recently? That's been a real slow couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> well, obviously, our, our topic today is talking about the uh, layoffs uh, at Spirit Aerosystems. But first, give us some background. Uh, let's go back to the grounding of the 737 MAX in March. And kind of bring us up to date from there. Obviously, two crashes, nearly 400 people killed, um, and uh, the grounding happened in March, right? Yes, uh, last March is uh, after the second crash. Um, they they grounded the Max worldwide. Um, initial thought was that the grounding would last maybe into the summer. Right. Um, they continued to build the Max both at Boeing and here in Wichita at Spirit, which builds the, the full fuselage on the Max. Um, but then that timeline just kept progressing and, and moving further, further and further down as, as some of the issues were raised by the FAA and other regulators. And, and so they continued building throughout 2019 spirit had a, a agreement with boeing that they would stay building 52 a month on that program boeing cut back to 42 so spirit was building more but they were getting paid for those excess uh fuselages and other components that's important to kind yeah. of clarify that it was off their books and onto boeing's books yeah. when it left the production floor and and went into uh went into a uh, storage yeah Yep. They're on South Oliver. Yeah, with them, uh, soon uh, in the past, when they would load those fuselages on the train cars that, that take them up to the Seattle area for Boeing, as soon as they're loaded on the cars, they're considered delivered okay. to Boeing. So in this case, kind of augmented that so that as soon as they were put in inventory here, uh, just uh, outside of Spirit's campus there, uh, the Air Capital flight line over by McConnell, they were still considered delivered to Boeing, even though Spirit was holding them here. So they were still getting paid for those, and uh, that shielded them, and then in turn their supply base that here locally that kept building at that 52 aircraft per month rate, that shielded them financially quite a bit uh, in 2019. But then in December, following uh, 
previous CEO, Dennis Muhlenberg's ouster from Boeing, um, the, the tone kind of changed. He had previously warned that if uh, the return wasn't cleared by the end of the fourth quarter, that they would think about either slowing production or halting it. Um, some thought that that was kind of an ultimatum that right. the FAA didn't necessarily appreciate. Right. So uh, kind of added to some tension there. Um, but following his his departure and then um, it became apparent that, you know, the clearance wouldn't happen until sometime this year. So Boeing in December announced that it would halt production and then Spirit quickly followed and announced they would halt uh, production. So Spirit stopped building on the 737 January 1st. And then a couple of weeks later, um, not unsurprisingly, layoffs began um, that first round. They, they had a voluntary layoff round before that, but uh, this first round of 2,800 uh, locally. And those are uh, actually commencing as we speak. The, the majority of those from the uh, ranks of the hourly workers, machinists, um, those are uh, happening this week. Do we know how many people actually took the voluntary layoff? We don't at this point, um, but uh, it, it could have been a great number of people considering how many they followed even before that program was done. So they're trying to adjust um, to what they see on the horizon as far as what production will be when it does restart, because it's widely expected it's going to be much, much lower, at least to start, right. than 52 per month. So it'll be, a, it'll be several years before Spirit's back to that uh, level again. And, of course, uh, in the middle of all that, in December, Boeing had regime change. Mr. Muhlenberg was out, right. and a new CEO took over. Right. Yeah. David Calhoun came over from uh, Boeing's board of directors and took over as CEO. And he's uh, uh, just here in his first couple of weeks officially uh, as chief executive. He's kind of trying to to right the ship, as it were. He uh, spoke uh, to a group of reporters earlier this week and, and expressed confidence in the, the return of the MAX, said that the they had estimated now Boeing put out uh, for the first time in a while, an estimate on, on when they expected to be back. They're now targeting around the middle of the year, sometime this summer, for the ungrounding uh, of the plane for the FAA to clear it and other regulators. Um, that's, ta that's, a, a, that's a conservative estimate, even by their own admission, and it, and it kind of builds in a buffer for them. It takes into account um, the work the FAA is doing now, kind of going back through the entire plane, as opposed to just the software that uh, was implicated in those crashes. Um, and additionally, Boeing is now saying that it's going to recommend uh, simulator training for pilots, which it hadn't done previously, so that adds some more time to it. But importantly, one thing he said, Calhoun said this week was that they hope to restart production um, maybe as soon as two months from now. So even in advance of the plane being cleared, they hope to restart production of the 737 MAX, which, which um, to, the <clears throat> to the mind of some analysts and investors, um, indicated that he's pretty confident in this process with the FAA going forward and that they're, they're not seeing any big surprises uh, on the horizon. And that'll but obviously... that could change right, tomorrow. Right, exactly. So, yeah. And that'll have a big uh, impact Obviously, on the supply chain. It will. He said, uh, uh, I believe his direct quote was that the supply chain would be reinvigorated even before that. So, um, you know, that could help companies like Spirit, obviously. But then, you know, these layoffs are being felt elsewhere here, you know, in their supply base. There have been layoffs at some smaller suppliers. Some have cut back 
uh, work hours. Uh, their logistics company uh, just this week announced uh, 255 right. local layoffs. So we're seeing this kind of uh, ripple effect in the workforce and the local economy. So even at a lower production rate, if they can get get planes being built again or Spirit can start, Spirit has about 100 of the fuselages completed and in storage out there. So one of the first things they'll be doing is starting to deliver those, um, physically deliver um, to Boeing. So they can start burning through that inventory and start firing the, at least to some degree, the production line back up. And I I think that would be a little bit of stabilization that would be welcome to everybody in Wichita. I just want to make sure we clarify uh, are people actually leaving at this point? There's been some other uh, reports that said, well, maybe they aren't leaving. They didn't start leaving on Wednesday. Your yes. reporting shows I, that, yeah, they are. I, I've confirmed with the company that, that people are uh, leaving, uh, had begun Wednesday and will go uh, through Friday. So uh, that first round of, of hourly um, production layoffs, I'm told by the company, is taking place and that people are actually physically uh, leaving the plant. So if Boeing says it will start producing the 737 MAX in, in the next few months, really, could be by the time we have a first pitch for the AAA <laughs> yeah. Wichita wind surge, yeah. um, you know, are, are these layoffs permanent, do we think? Because if, if they start, them, start up production again at Spirit... You would think they would need people back on the line. They will need people in the future. So I think there's a high likelihood that a lot of these folks, if if they don't find work elsewhere, um, or even if they do, will have the opportunity to come back in the future. Now, it it could be a couple years, because like I said, Boeing's going to slowly kind of ramp production back up. And, and spirit will follow at kind of whatever level they agree on. So it'll be a few years until they're at the production rate they were at before all of this happened. But at the same time, you know, if, if the max is cleared and it's safe and starts generating those fuel savings that they promised and airlines are happy with it and there are no more issues, you're looking at a plane that Boeing has 4,500 orders for. Right. And they're going to build them, and, and they're going to keep increasing that production rate, and Spirit's going to need those people um, to do that. So it might be a couple years, but I, they were before these layoffs, they were uh, had a local workforce of around 13,500, and it wouldn't surprise me if three or four years from now they were even higher than that. Okay. Barring any, any you know, if everything goes smoothly from right. there. Obviously, impact to the local economy in that 2,800 folks are out of a job, and that means, obviously, they can't spend as much money. They're out looking for another job. Hopefully, they don't take a job in another community. Hopefully, we can keep them in Wichita and maybe get them back to spirit again. But uh, do you have any feel? Uh, we, you talked about D.B. Schenker, the logistics yes. company. Yes. 255 layoffs. Uh, do you have a feel for how other vendors or supply chain companies might also be laying off? The, um, a handful of some here and there. Um, and uh, again, a few that I know of that are reducing hours a week. So I'm going back to a 30 hour work week, just trying to cut costs and, and cover costs. But I think what you're seeing um, more predominantly, at least right now, are suppliers trying to hold on 
to their workforce as right. much as they can because they know this return is coming. And if you're a smaller supplier, it's a lot harder to ramp back up your 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 human capital than it is for a company like Spirit uh, for a variety of reasons. But top of the list is pay. Right. I mean, I've we've been in a tight labor market for a few years and spirit had been ramping up significantly in terms of people because of what they anticipated as production rates on the 737 and the demand in that 4,500 plane backlog. So, uh, you know, suppliers, smaller ones, they were losing a lot of their right. best people to spirit simply because spirit can offer them more money. Right. And, and so it, it'll be tougher for those smaller shops to, to ramp back up. So I think you're seeing them, really a difficult juggling act that, that a lot of them are having to go through. But there's definitely, um, we're seeing definite, you know, economic uh, ripples, both in terms of layoffs and, you know, there are other companies coming to town looking for right. this talent. Right. Uh, GKN Aerospace is holding a job fair here this week. Now, they do have a facility in Wellington, so uh, pretty nearby. Maybe some of those folks would still be At around. least regional. Yeah. And so, but they were also, they, they were holding this career fair to look for, uh, folks for all of their sites in North America. Then you have Airbus, which is ramping up uh, a lot of work down in Alabama. They've been very interested in the Wichita workforce, obviously. So there are other aerospace opportunities out there. So it's something our local uh, economic development officials and, and government leaders have been talking about as they've kind of responded to all this about retaining this talent because everybody sees a future where production is back to 52 per month and maybe even to 57 per month on the seven. 37 and, and we're going to have to have the people to do that. You talked about Dennis Muhlenberg and his strategy during 2019 talking about, well, it's going to be next month. We feel <laughs> confident that's going to be next month. Right. We feel confident that uh, by the end of the third quarter, that didn't happen. We, we feel confident that by the first of the year, the, uh, right. the fourth quarter, yeah. we're going to get certified. We're going to get the problems taken care of and we'll be producing again. Right. None of which happened. Nope. And I think that was a mistake, a strategy. Obviously, he wanted to placate shareholders. shareholders yes. Uh, but also had a trust issue and was par probably part of the reason he's not CEO anymore. Yeah, I think it's definitely a big part of the reason. Um, the the tension between him and especially new, uh, well, not new now, but as he came into the role, uh, director of the the FAA, Steve Dixon, I think there was some some real clash there, and and just again that kind of okay, well, not this month, but next month, and okay, well, probably next month, and right, probably, and and again, largely to placate shareholders, but um, eventually uh, it just it, the messaging. Uh, didn't come across right. uh, well enough for for him to ultimately survive. So why do you think it's taking so long to get that aircraft certified again? It seems like they've they've talked about they've had a fix. So from my understanding, the the initial software, the flight control software that was uh, under such scrutiny because uh, uh, acknowledged even by Boeing to have uh, played a role in both of those crashes, that that's been, uh, you know, the work on that's been completed for a while. But the FAA has been going back through and just going through. Um, the entire aircraft kind of with a fine tooth comb. And some of this could be, you know, they took a black eye on, on this as well. There's right. been a lot of question about, you know, the, the process by which they certify aircraft. Self-regulation. They, they allow, you know, they have, you know, Boeing employees are authorized to sign off on a, quite a bit of it. And, and so they've, they've, you know, they've taken some criticism, obviously, and, and uh, some would say rightfully so. 
Um, so I think they are, you know, they're being, and, and again, you know, safety obviously is their, is their bottom line. And, and they've said consistently that they're not going to bring it back until they feel that it's safe. So I think it's uh, just, you know, really doing their due diligence um, before they allow the plane to come back. And, and they found other little issues here and there as they've done it. So, um, but again, with Calhoun saying who by all accounts is, is more measured in all this and right. more cautious in all this than, than Dennis was um, with him saying that they think they can start production even before that uh, again, that led a lot of folks to believe they really do see a light at the end of the tunnel. Timing is everything. Spirit uh, is coming to the end of their 10-year contract with the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers. And now they have to figure out what do they do now? They don't want to go into full-blown right. negotiations at this point. Right. And so what's, what's the status right now? So there is a contract extension offer on the table. Uh, just learned today that machinists will be voting on that on January 29th. So this will be a three-year extension to their current deal. And that was a 10-year deal, which uh, was... Uh, um, it you know it raised eyebrows in the industry at the unheard time of in, yeah. in in 2010 um, and it should be noted that it was contentious at right, that time right. as well the the machinists voted to reject it but the union didn't get the uh, um, two thirds votes required to go on strike and so um, kind of by their bylaws automatically that ten year deal went into effect so that's a long period uh, historically when you're talking about um, labor contracts so it was important for spirit because they had some labor peace to be able to build up this workforce to get ready for what they saw coming uh, from Boeing on the max and other programs but primarily the max so now here they are <clears throat> in the midst of all this uh, their largest union represents more than 8,000 workers out there. Contract's about to expire in June of this year. So um, they're trying to buy some breathing room, uh, obviously. Um, it's a three-year extension. There's some general wage increases and, and some other cost containments and, and things of that nature in there. Um, so the machinists will be voting on that uh, later this month. And so um, you're right. It was, it was you know... <laughs> full-blown negotiations right now would be a, a difficult thing for them to undertake. But right. if, if the machinist members don't um, approve this extension offer, then they go back to, they stay on their current contract and that'll expire June 27th. You got a lot of experience covering aerospace. You're one of the most respected aerospace reporters in the country, I think. Well, thank um, you. I want to know from you, what's your best guess? Are they accurate when they say they can start up production again in a couple of months and have this thing recertified in six? My personal guess is that the actual restart of production will probably slip a little closer to return to service. Um, that's just um, kind of my, uh, like I said, my own guess at it. Hopefully I'm wrong. It's better for Wichita if, if I am. Right. The earlier production starts, the sooner it starts to ramp up and, and all the kind of tangential effects but it's you know fool me once fool me twice, right, right? Exactly. i mean it's so we'll be well past a year of the grounding even by the time boeing is saying they'll have it back i think there's some confidence and i have a little confidence i think in in calhoun's estimation of mid 2020 but i you know there there could be uh, i could see the actual restart to production slipping maybe a little closer to the middle of the year and closer to that return to service time Lots of reporting on this so far, and there will be more reporting that you can see from Daniel McCoy on wichitabusinessjournal.com. 
just about every day there's a new story and uh and you'll yes, you'll is. be on top of it so watch out for that thanks for being here thanks for the update appreciate it thank you back to wrap up in a moment at equity bank stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours so we created our own little series called napkin stories visit equitybank.com to see how some great businesses got their start well that's it for biz talk with bill roy this week episode 139 Check out all our episodes at our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. BizTalk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, as always, Brad Elliott and the folks at Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.